Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast that explores the intersection of mysticism and the modern workplace. On this show, we discuss how to bring your spiritual craft and practice into the workplace. We'll talk to people who have found ways to include ritual and spirituality into their everyday work and hear from experts on the topics of how to stay spiritually connected while managing the demands of the modern workplace. Our host, Jessica, is a certified career counselor, HR outlaw, and vocational astrologer. If you've ever wondered how to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace, this podcast is for you. Join us as we radically transform workplaces to be a little more magical. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. In today's episode, I kind of wanted to sit down and talk about Pluto in Aquarius. Now, there is a ton of content around Pluto in Aquarius right now from many, many brilliant astrologers. And like it happens when you spend a lot of time comparing yourself and comparing your work, when a topic or a population or a subject matter starts to feel like there's a really heavy concentration. What's the word for it? Like it's, um, it's oversaturated. When certain things start to feel oversaturated, it's not only like scary to participate, to contribute your voice to that, but because it's so easy for comparison, right? But my nature in Aquarius rising is just like, oh, if it's too mainstream, then I don't want to play, right? So I've been going back and forth and really contemplating, like, what do I want to say about Pluto and Aquarius? What do I have to say that would maybe be nuanced or different or isn't already being said by other astrologers I really love and respect? And I would actually just refer a ton of people to their work. And then I had an interaction recently. Actually, I had one today that I'm sitting down to record this podcast and less than 72 hours ago that made me think like, hey, this is kind of reminding me about Pluto and Aquarius and understanding the polar nature of Aquarius and Leo. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that on this episode. This isn't going to be super astrologically intense. I'm not going to be talking about, you know, the history of Pluto and Aquarius and uh, you know, specific aspects it's going to be making during its transit or anything like that. What I'm really going to be sharing is more of like my lived experience thus far and some of the things that I'm already starting to notice in my personal life. We can, of course, talk about really large scale mundane astrology. You know, there's been all of the hearings with TikTok there's the race to the next AI. I just saw something from Insider Business recently that people are petitioning Elon Musk to stop working on the next generation of AI because folks are really concerned about it. There's a lot happening in the technical space, and we could be talking about that. But I'm going to talk about, like, for individuals, like, what does this feel like? What does this look like? And again, also observing how leaning into the polar sign of Leo can kind of get us through some of these experiences. So sit back and relax, witches. This is some story time at the Corporate Coven. 
I'll start with what's most immediate. Recently, and I shared this a little bit on my Instagram stories, if you follow me there, that witch from work, you've already heard a little bit of this, but I'm going to give some more context and a little bit more detail. So I work in human resources for my day job, but the company that I work for is really large. And so human resources naturally is really big. It's a big support function and we're broken down into a lot of little tiny teams. So even though because of my previous experiences running payroll, administering benefits, accruing PTO, or administering those programs that manage paid time off, um, you know, writing employee handbooks, terminations, hiring, all of that. Like I've done all of that in human resources, but that's not what I do right now. It's not even remotely what I do right now. But the nature of my work is highly collaborative and I find myself becoming like a little bit of a, a melting pot of information. It's not the team I'm on, but I know someone on that team. Or I work closely with them or, you know, I've overheard this before and, and I'm a natural helper and I'm insanely curious. And so even though it's not my job, I'm usually trying to figure out like, well, how do you run payroll here? What does the HRIS system look like here? And, and what's your talent pipeline? And, you know, when was the last time your handbook was updated? These are just things that I'm naturally curious about. And so I tend to know a little bit of things about every organization that I join, especially this one, but I'm far from an expert in any field. So the other day I am sitting at my desk and I have my headphones on. I was actually listening to an episode of the astrology podcast. And, and I haven't done that in a really long time because I've been so busy. But I wanted to, you know, get back into it. I, I love listening to Chris and Austin. And so I was listening to this episode and I was really focused on what I was doing. And I was actually doing very Pluto Aquarius type things. I was dealing with data. I was looking at some dashboards and metrics and I was interpreting them and starting to tell a story in a PowerPoint that was going to be shared with leaders. And I was really, really focused in what I was doing. And I get tapped on the shoulder and there is an employee and immediately you can tell that there are like heightened emotions. You know, how you can just feel people's energy. Sometimes I could feel this energy. I could feel what was going through the body and the atmosphere. And there was a, a tension right? I could feel it immediately. And so some of my training as a counselor kind of like kicked in, right? And my priority number one was like de-escalate. There's high emotions right now, de-escalate. Well, initially what was coming up is this individual had big concerns and it was a variety of different things. But one common thread that all of them had in common was not trusting a system. Now there was, you know, a concern about this and a concern about that. And well, what about this over here? And then this happened over here as well. And looking really closely, they all seemed really isolated. You know, there was a list of event after event after event, but the overarching theme of it was there are these systems that I don't know how they work. I don't know what they're doing, what they're tracking, and I don't trust it. And that's making me feel agitated. It's making me feel worried because I don't know what's going on or how I'm being impacted by it and what this might mean for my future. 
And so I shared in my stories, you know, I have a background in mediation, negotiation, counseling. I'm a middle child. Um, there's a lot of things that I've done and I've learned and I've practiced that helped me meet the employee where they were at, validate their concerns, engage in some active listening, you know, recommend some priorities of, you know, different resources, like go here first. If that doesn't work, maybe try this you know, here's this, here's what I'm hearing. Let me repeat this back to you and make sure that I'm understanding. You know, that sounds really hard. Let's try this instead. And it was fine. It ended up being okay. I didn't necessarily solve any of the problems, but I was able to really be present and to reflect back what I was hearing, right? And it's just been making me think about this Pluto and Aquarius, this feeling right now, especially as we're on the cusp of it, I mean, right, we have we have all of this fear around AI and what's going on and, and what's it collecting. There's so much going on in the news about, and this is really big in my space, in my profession, for my day job, but you might have been seeing it as well, especially if you're an employee who's being impacted by this. But a lot of employers are utilizing software which will be analyzing the facial expressions of their employees while they're in front of their desk or while they're on Teams meetings and trying to gauge the sentiment of the employee while they're talking or while they're working and then interpreting that of, you know, they're feeling happy, they're feeling sad, they're feeling frustrated. Also, you know, reading texts, conversations. I was talking with my coworker about this the other day of like, how do they interpret gifts? Like I, I speak really sarcastically. What if, what if we only communicate in, you know, gifts and how will that interpret what we're talking about? Or we're just constantly sharing Spotify songs back and forth. What do they think of that? You know, how does that, how does that work in the AI? Uh, I was just trying to cancel a service and I was talking with a robot most of the time. And just thinking about, you know, this, this fear of the unknown, this fear of like, what are they doing with that data? Um, you know, are they always listening? What are they listening for? How will this information be used? How does it track? How does it get stored? Uh, you know, there's there's so many unknowns that we really don't know about yet. And I've shared this before, but Pluto in Aquarius is just a moment this year. Pluto is going to be at the early degrees of Aquarius and it will retrograde back into Capricorn in 2023. It will move forward into Aquarius again and then retrograde back into Capricorn sometime in 2024. Like I said, this is not a technical episode. I don't have the dates to give you right now, but if you want those, let me know in the, the comments on this episode and I can create something with a little bit more you know, specifics for you if you're hungry for that. But one thing that I've phrased with it is the reconciliation of the old with the new. And how does it feel to reconcile that? How does it feel for employees as well as employers who are trying to administer these tools and have good change management around it? You know, what does it look like to have so much technology in these personal spaces, especially when you feel heightened emotions, when you feel agitated, when you just need help, right? I know there's all these jokes about the millennials and the Gen Z where we would much rather text than talk on the phone. And, you know, we'd rather talk with an AI chatbot than have to call an individual and schedule our own appointment. There's a lot of this social anxiety, but it's true that when you are just feeling 
really upset about something, when you just really need help, you just need to talk to someone, right? You just need to talk to someone and get your questions answered. Because it's not just about getting the information, but it's easier to trust a person because listening is a lot more than just responding with your words or with a text. Real and active listening is your body expression. It's your facial expression. And this is where we bring in the polarity with Leo. I was talking with my astrology mentor. I mean, this must have been a year ago now. And they were sharing with me that one of the ways we're going to get through Pluto and Aquarius is by leaning into the polar energy of Leo. Coming from a heart-centered space and being creative, being emotional, and expressing ourselves authentically. It's going to be really easy to get wrapped up into this overly Aquarian, you know, robots for everything, replacing all of the jobs, because AI can chat with everyone, schedule everything, write the code, generate art, uh, you name it, right? And there could be a lot of fear in that. Well, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for society? How is this going to impact us? And I don't know that people are ever going to fully go away because, again, when we really need to be witnessed, when we really need to feel safe, when we really need to trust, we're going to be looking for a person. And I think about how, you know, there's... There's this creative expression with Leo, and this is why we think about actors or actresses. We think about someone who can fully embody an emotion and express it back in a way that just captivates us and holds us and, and makes us feel something as well. It's like what triggers that empathy. I see myself in this. I know what this feels like. And that's really what this employee who approached me needed, right? It was by being fully present, by giving them my full attention and by, you know, honoring their expression, by building that rapport, by being someone that they could trust. When you can't trust a system, when you don't know what's going on, when there's so many unknowns, you just want to be witnessed. And it was really leaning into more of that like Leo energy that was able to kind of get through that moment. So similarly, I was using, I was canceling with a vendor that is notorious for being difficult to work with. And it took me over an hour, not with the same uh, feature or the same AI or anything like that. It was a process of trying to find like, well, where do I get this? Can you connect me with someone? Well, can you transfer me over here? It was like a lot of that stuff, right? And initially it's just a bunch of talking with AI chatbots and having a lot of the like, preset responses and kind of dealing with that. And typically you get like really frustrated in that process, right? Like you're just like pissed and you want to cancel for a reason and, and you're just, you're ready to be done and you're tired of wasting your time and there's all this stuff happening and it's so frustrating and annoying. And again, you just like want to like, just connect me with a person. Just like give me someone who speaks my language and can understand me. And not some robot who's trying to like I'm not, I'm not trying to use the right keyword to trigger their system to put me down a different like pathway. Like I just need to talk to someone who can kind of read between the lines of what I'm saying and and understand and like feel how I'm feeling, you know, honor my experience. I wasn't mad. I'm fine. I have nowhere to be today. I'm I was just chill. 
and just waiting. I, I was anticipating it to be a painful process. And so really they exceeded my expectations because it wasn't nearly as painful as I was prepared for it to be. And as I was sitting there chatting back and forth with the robot, I finally get a person and they were immediately like apologetic, really reassuring. I'm going to take care of this. You, you're not going to be transferred again. And I was just like, okay, sure. Thank you. I, I appreciate the reassurance. And they started moving into, oh, thank you so much for your kind words. He said, it's been so great talking to you today. How are you doing? And all of a sudden it was a real person, right? And recognizing that I was also a real person. There was a, that, that human connection. And I think that when we think about AI and we think about all the possibilities, especially as someone who cares about the world of work and careers, I think about this a lot of like, are jobs going to go away? Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of jobs are going to change. Now, that doesn't mean that there will be no work. That doesn't mean there will be a massive gap in opportunities to be employed. That just means the nature of like, like, let me frame it this way. And I've said this before, if you've ever worked with me. Jobs exist to solve problems. Do you anticipate that we will ever live in a world with no problems? Unlikely, which means that jobs will always exist. The nature of the work that you do, the job titles that we use to describe it, the tools that you need to be competent using to solve those problems, that will shift, that will change but we will never have a shortage of problems that need to be solved in the world. It might sound a bit pessimistic, but, but I, I honestly feel that way. We're, we're never going to run out of problems to solve. So we're never going to run out of jobs. But at the beginning of this, I mean, we are still so early into this transit, into this Pluto and Aquarius transit. And again, we're not even fully into it yet because we're going to have those retrograde moments where we go back into Capricorn. And because Pluto is an outer planet and it's very slow moving, yes, this will be happening in your individual life. But this is one of those planets where we really look at like global signatures. This happens in mass scale, right? These revolutions that other astrologers have been talking about that happen during Pluto and Aquarius. I mean, it's brilliant and like plug in for the astrology podcast because this is, this is also again why I'm like, I'm not going to make my own episode about this. Like there are other really incredible researchers who have just done really incredible work and I'm not here to reinvent anything or, you know, just say what's already been said. I would recommend going and listening to the April 2023 astrology forecast from the astrology podcast. Um, one of the guests on there was talking about the Pluto cycle and its relationship with the monarchy in England that I thought was fascinating. You know, there, there's stuff like that, but we're still in the beginning of it. We still don't really like know exactly. We can see the thread and we can anticipate the future, but we don't actually know what that's going to look like. And it's the uncertainty that makes us so uncomfortable. It's the unknown that's making us so stressed out, right? We don't know what this will look like. We don't know what TikTok's going to do with this information. We don't know how this is going to impact children. We don't like we can theorize, we can have an hypothesis, we can make educated guesses. Absolutely. We can look at trending data and say, you know, statistically speaking, these are potential outcomes. We can do that. 
but generally the most, the most of us feel like we, we just don't know what's going on. And it just, it, I, again, the parallel between the way that this employee was speaking with me and just thinking about all the things I'm seeing in the news right now. And, you know, the petitions again to, to uh, Elon Musk to like, stop working on this. It's getting too real. <laughs> like We don't like this. It's okay to be nervous. It's okay to be cautious. It's okay to be, um, you know, to have a healthy amount of uh, fear or like concern. And it's also really important to be aware that, you know, when we feel afraid, we tend to lash out. It makes us feel unsettled. And so we become, you know, aggressive potentially. And we don't need to be taking it out on other people. We don't need to be mean to chat agents. We don't need to push people aside and say like, well, you need to figure it out. Just go use this system when they already just don't trust the system. The way that we're going to get through Pluto and Aquarius and honestly, like especially the beginning of it, when it's still so new and there's so many unknowns, we need to lean into that polar Leo energy, right? We need to be fully present. We need to, to give our attention and our energy to people as if they are the center of our world. We, really, we need to really connect with people and to witness them and to validate them and to shine a light on how they're feeling and to encourage the expression of how they're feeling. We need to try to do so with empathy, with the idea of, you know, do no harm. I think about our experience while Saturn was in Aquarius and especially like, you know, around the great conjunction with Jupiter there as well and just how... Through that time, it was so easy to share your opinion so quickly on social media and to share very extreme ideals. But it was also aggressive and it was cold and it was, I'm willing to stop talking to members of my family. I'm willing to cut them out cold turkey. I'm willing to completely disengage from groups that used to be meaningful to me. And... If that was you, I mean, I had my moments with it. Like that served a purpose in our life, right? That was a lesson. That was an experience. That was a boundary that was serving us in those moments. And if you want to go through the next 20 years that way, that's going to be your choice. I personally think that Aquarius energy at its best is what's going to bring us all together in really meaningful ways. It's about bringing people together in a circle. It's about recognizing the global community that we are a part of. It's about honoring the interconnectedness of our lives and recognizing the influence that we have and also the responsibility that we have for our community, both immediate and far away. And I think that we really can only do that if we really honor and understand like the heart-centered space that Leo takes us to. So that's a little bit of how I'm experiencing it so far. That's, you know, in my personal life, again, like we can talk about what's going to happen in mass on these really large scales. If you want recommendations of different astrologers that I think are doing really good work, and I would much rather just refer you to their work than for me to try to, you know, come up with my own brand new ideas on this. That's not really my shtick as an astrologer. That's not my niche. But that's how I'm experiencing it. This is how it's already immediately showing up in my awareness and in my life. 
then I'm seeing the correlation between what's happening in the news, what's happening in the mundane world, what's happening around me in the lives of people near and also far away, and what's happening to the employees that I work with, that I'm supporting, what's happening to me as I'm chatting with these AI tools. It's all right to be a little nervous. It's all right to be cautious. It's all right to recognize that, hey, this may not be exactly as we want it to be. I think we need to have space to air those ideas and to speak intellectually and thoughtfully. And it all needs to be driven from a place of our heart. It all needs to come from a place of real faith and optimism and love. Oh, my Capricorn stellium wants to puke that I just said that. <laughs> that felt so soft. That felt so kumbaya. And yet, I do mean it sincerely. I'd love to know, how are you all experiencing this transit personally, right? I mean, you can share like things that you've been seeing in the news. And I, I love it when my listeners send me stuff on Instagram and say like, oh my gosh, like, look at this. Did you see this? Like, I love that. I think it's such a fun way to connect and like, Again, really like understand the shared experience. And I'd love to hear like what personally for you has been coming up. Have you been playing with AI? Are you nervous about it? You know, what conversations are coming up for you? Let me know. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and gained valuable insights into the world of personal and professional alchemy. If you want to stay updated on the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and turn on notifications. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, and you can visit my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com to find other ways to connect and work with me. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please let me know in the comments on this episode what you're interested in. Until next time, keep working your magic and casting spells of success in your career and life.